This is Everything Film with Film Robot on BNN Bloomberg Radio in Vancouver. Now back to your hosts, Joe Leary and Patrick Shelton. Welcome back to the Shark Club in downtown Vancouver. Everything Film supported by Lisa Borsato, Remax Platinum Club winner, All Points Realty Group on Austin Avenue in Coquitlam. Visit lisaborsato.com. Joe Leary along with Patrick Shelton, uh, Everything Film, Season Two, episode four. Four, yeah. And we're rolling. And you know, Patrick, some of the best conversations we have don't even make it to the airwaves because we just get talking with our guests leading up to and sometimes after the segments. Mona Leung is our guest. She is a documentary filmmaker, a hairstylist by trade. But you were just telling us this really, before we talk about Beyond Vanity, you are just telling us a really bizarre story about you as a hairdresser allergic to chemicals and you recently lost a lot of your hair because of COVID. I, I didn't. Did. I didn't even know that was a side effect of COVID. I didn't know that until I started losing my hair, and I was like sitting on the table, dinner table, and about an hour later after dinner, I looked around. It's like this puddle of hair and all over my shirt, and I was just like, "What is happening?" So I was very, very concerned. Oh, that must have been you know, scary. Being a woman losing my hair is very concerning, but being a hairdresser is quite ironic. <laughs> and honestly, it you know talk about beyond vanity. You know, I'm, that's the name of the film. I'm just thinking, how can I go beyond vanity? It's not about the looks, right? But for our radio, you know, but I got to interrupt because for I just want our radio listeners and our podcast listeners to know that we're sitting with a nice-looking lady here with a lot of hair. So, mm -hmm. like, just want to get that clear, True. right? Well, she thank has a you. right now. Okay, this is before <laughs> what was happening. So, that's so it, it, you got to remember with the radio, they they mm -hmm. have their own vision of when you talk about hair loss. So I'm just saying, so they know. Wow, well, that's why I styled my hair like this. Because, I know, it looks um, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> that's all we need to know. <laughs> so, okay, so y you've lost a significant amount of your hair due to COVID, that, but that we're not here to talk about COVID, I, I should mention. But as a hairstylist, and uh, as you know, this doesn't come naturally. This is the work of Bailey Murphy of Avant Garde Salon. But uh, there's a lot of w time and effort and products that go into making hair. How do you, if you are allergic to stuff, doesn't that sort of handicap you to some extent as a hairdresser? Yes, and that is why I'm finding holistic products all over the world. Like I want to find a way, and I want to, you know, create demand for, you know, natural and holistic products because, and holistic methods because, you know, we are a multi-billion-dollar industry, the beauty industry, the hair industry, and it's like if we can fly to Mars and you know everywhere else, we should be able to have some natural stuff, right? Makes sense. And you know, I love what I do. This is my 30th year in doing hair, and I want to do hair for the rest of my life. But mm -hmm. you know, it is really killing me. So that. Is why I went around the world to find cool, holistic hairdressers that are just doing some cool things. Do you know that yeah. it's one of the most sustainable businesses in the business model world, like just having a hair salon? I was very surprised at that. Like if you go to any major, like you go to Yale Town, you go anywhere, there's four or five salons because they're viable businesses that work. They work for the people and it's a great small business. But it is interesting that, you know, other, other stores aren't popping up. Sure. There's, a hair salon showing Well, up. I guess if you're blessed with hair, you got to either cut it or stop yeah. it. Do, <laughs> something, do, do something with it, right, Bailey? Well, uh, you know... Well, that's a good lead into Beyond Vanity because, <laughs> yeah. you know... <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you why we survive. It's because, you know, we're not just here to do people's hair. There's somehow, at one point... There's a connection between the client, you know, and the stylist. And then it's like a long-term relationship. It's a lifetime relationship. And I call it the university of life. I learned so much from my clients, you know, from being a green thumb to whatever it is that I want to learn. I was like, you know, I want to know how to 
keep my plants alive. And then that day I'll have a green thumb client, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a lawyer. It's like, I don't have to pay my lawyer. The lawyer's giving me well, you know, the, well, <laughs> how, advice. here's a question that I have then. And I've always wondered this. Can you tell the difference between like a $20 haircut and a $200 haircut? Is well, there actually a difference for a man, let's just say? Of course, so there I, is. So if Joe and I went off and I one got a $20 and, a, and do you care where I'm going? Like, is there is there a level where it actually, you can only do so much? Well, you know what? The price is one thing. The person behind it is another thing. There so you it go. Yes, yes. You know okay, what I mean? Like, yeah. it could be a $2 haircut, but if I put love into it, like, just like I put love into my food, everything right. is going to be amazing. But you can't right? tell, right? You can't say, wow, that guy. No, until you actually meet the person. I have the same thing with wine, right? I can tell a difference between maybe a $20 bottle and 100 but I can't tell a difference between 100 and 1000 Well, you know, I was uh, interviewing the most expensive stylist in the world in Hong Kong okay. in the film. He charges $2,000 for a haircut. He does later. Lady, he did Lady Diane's hair. Oh my goodness! All the royal, a lot of the royals, people fly to him from all over the world. He's an s- amazing celebrity stylist in Hong Kong. His name is Kim Robinson. And then I went to Nepal and I got like the, you know, little hole in the wall salon. Sure. And you know, he seemed like he did a really nice men's haircut too. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. so let's take let's take a, a pair of twins. Let's say. So I said we took two twins and we took one to him and one to the other person. Should have done this in your movie because that would be cool. And then put them in front of people and go, what can you tell the person that had the $2,000 haircut? And that's, that's kind of what I was kind of asking. Yeah. You know, I think it really depends on the stylist. And I think it's all about, like, being passionate at yeah. what we do. Yeah. You know? Well, I'll tell you something. I ain't paying two k for a haircut. Not <laughs> 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 beyond my. But, okay. So well, your hair is nice, by oh, the way. Thank, like, thank you. The colors mean something. Okay. I don't know when you chose it, if you knew what it meant. Well, I work in close consultation with Bailey Murphy, and we discuss my hair. Bec- and that's important because, again, if a person comes in for a style, are you yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, or are you going, I don't think that's going to work on you. I think maybe we should go this direction. Do you ever do that? Is it, is it a collaborative process? Well, the consultation sometimes takes about half an hour. And so I do hair ceremonies. I used to own two salons. And so the way I do it now is it's in a ceremonial style because you're special. Hair is special. It's sacred. And anything that's ritualistic is, you know, we do it. You know, every what two months, every month, whatever, and a, uh, a ritual that's special is a ceremony. So yeah. your so your love of that and having two salons and everything led you into, and we are a film show, so it led you into your film, and maybe you could talk about that, your distributors, and um, take us like yeah, how it's you got called into that. it's called Beyond Vanity. So yeah. let's uh, what 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 was the origin of this? What inspired yeah. you to s- seek the the attention and of the, the stylist and the ha- world of hair? around the world for your film. Okay, well, you know, what we do is very special. And um, my my little cousin, that's my sister, she passed away one day and I was just out, you know, getting, you know, grieving. And I was in Mount Shasta, I was walking this labyrinth. And I don't know if you know what a labyrinth is like metaphor for. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a maze, it's a labyrinth. So you start at the same place and you end at the same place and then you go to midlife okay. and you kind of contemplate on your life. And so I'm contemplating, like, life is so special, you know, and what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And so I just thought to myself, you know, I know it's something massive, but I don't know what it is. And so when I asked, I'm like, whoever that's watching over me, guiding me, just tell me in a message that I can hear and know what to do. And believe it or not, you know, my cousin had just passed away three months prior, and we're like twins. And uh, she told me to put my dreams into action. Yeah. And then at that point, that second, I just knew I was to make a film. 
And then two seconds later, I'm like, holy crap, I'm a hairdresser. I don't know how to make a film. I'm no filmmaker. And so um, two seconds later, this like almost like this atmosphere just kind of dropped down. And I was just like, I trust. Mm. I'm just here to do what I'm here to do. And I love what I do. And I feel like hairdressers are doing something so amazing, so healing, so transformational. You know, people are like walking out of the salon like on clouds and we are doing amazing things and I think hairdressers have been underestimated undervalued and I feel like we just need to take our stance and say we are doing something amazing and so going around the world finding hairdressers that are doing amazing things some hairdressers like are cutting hair in the labyrinth like I met the hair shaman in the uh, United States and he's got a line of products and he's just like also a celebrity stylist. He did um, Jackie Onassis Kennedy's hair, and uh, he's like, she has brain cancer. I feel like I caused it. He just went cold turkey, stopped doing hair color, and just did haircuts, teaching Qigong now, has a beautiful line, the Moroccan method, and it's just amazing. So anyway, I just went around the world to do that, to um, just bring this um, clarity to people that, you know, we don't just do hair. You know, we are doing something amazing. Wow. And I, I and I, I don't want to put these chemicals on my clients because we don't know. And I've seen, you know, some of the stylists um, that I interviewed, like her parents were both hairstylists. They both died of cancer, lymphoma, and then she was sick and then she stopped doing hair and, and she couldn't, you know, stop. She went back into it. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, it's amazing that um, what we do is very powerful and did so you, did um, you did you when you did that then you went in did you, and i kind of like documentaries and and how you do it so you came in as an expert so are you like um you know how, what's the, what's the terminology when you go from a perspective like when you watch a documentary and somebody's talking about it like you know like um, they say oh and this person and i went here is it you narrating the experience or are you letting the experiences speak for themselves um, letting it speak for itself. However, what I do is I, I bring these dowsing rods with me and I do breath work and I just ask, what am I here to do today? Who am I, where am I supposed to go? And at one point it's like, go to Nepal and get hairdressers without borders. You know, they're doing amazing things and from there then it just all started. So it's quite you know? raw then. It's quite raw. It's, it's all like raw. It's, it's, it's all they real talk stuff. and it's the people talking and you just let the cameras roll. That's right. Wow, and okay. Oh, that's I just asked them what their dream is, you so know. So was yeah. the intent to make a film or was it did the film come from your experiences you decided to make a film? Like did you literally travel the world to document filmmakers or document the, the hair industry? Yes, I decided to make a film and I just hired a crew to follow me wherever I was meant to go. Mm -hmm. And I just really listened to, you know, divine guidance I call it. And um, I I can't make some of these things up. Like I'm at the monastery and they're like, don't film us in the monastery. Like three emails, don't do it. And I go to the nunnery. I, you know, uh, interview a nun. And after that, she's like, I'd like for you to come and uh, come to our event tonight. And it's, it happens once every eight years. And wow. they're having this debate session. And um, seven nunneries from all over the world that come. And they invited me and the crew. And so we got like you can't even pay for this you can't make this stuff up right and so wherever i went i just felt like it was kind of meant to be and so you know with my three distributors when they watch it they're like i really like it i believe in what you're doing and here i am like i've never made a film and it's so it's so exciting because you just don't know you know i know that it's got a local screening coming up uh, at the end of this month i believe next week actually next week okay but uh, it's been screened at festivals what's been the reaction 
Well, I got selected. Feel free to brag. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. It's the um, International LA Festival for Women. So, and then the Toronto International Women's Festival and the Shenzhen uh, Festival as well. That's from, from China. And so um, I just put ourselves in the Vancouver Asian Film Festival and we're locals. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. So, if you know anyone in the Vancouver Asian Film Festival, you know, just there put you in go. a good word. Are you for listening? Me, Vancouver Asian Film <laughs> Festival. Are you listening? Um, how long a piece is it? It's a 66-minute doc. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And does it That's have considerable. peaks and valleys? Is it is it an emotional journey? I mean, what, what am I expecting to see in Beyond Vanity? Well, you know, just being behind the scenes was very emotional. I've just, you know, never asked to um, uh, have fullness in my life anymore because I was fully frustrated, fully <laughs> angry, but fully, fully just grateful for all that happened. And so in the movie, I go around the world finding ways where I can bring back to my salon space to be more natural, holistic, you know, found like herbal colors that I can at least use and, you know, share okay. with my clients. You know, I then had to find myself through this journey and uh, sh my shamanic teacher, um, of seven years had guided me through this whole and it journey. And it sounds like you really went through a transition because when I hear you saying like you went around the world and everything, that could have been on your own dime. It and was. And you kind of go like, okay, <laughs> you got to have a lot of trust there that it's going to come full circle. The labyrinth, as you might say, that it's going to go, hey, I'm putting my own dime here. I'm, you know, getting airline tickets and bringing people and crew and this. So, you know, maybe you could elaborate on that and tell us a little bit about that experience and how you, you know, did you ever get into a panic mode or did you just keep it cool? Well, thanks for asking. Um, at first, I was told that the documentary would probably cost about 150000 Right. And um, my sister's like, why don't you just sell your place? And so I had this <laughs> savings for my children. I have three kids. And I'm like... Okay, well, that makes sense. And so, I mean, I'm going to live for a while. My kids are young. So, anyway, so I did and um, started investing in all the things I need to do. And then by the time I was like maybe h almost halfway through, they're like, oh, we need more. And so, I had to sell another real estate of mine. Mm -hmm. And so, then I still didn't have enough. <laughs> and so, I, um, I didn't actually panic because I really trusted that if I'm not to make this, it will happen and I'm just gonna go out and find a way. And I asked everyone I knew, I, you know, and someone, uh, I have a cousin that lives in Hong Kong. He's the god of gamblers, if you Google that, in Hong Kong. The god and of gamblers. Yeah, okay. and he says, I'm not gonna give it to you, but if anyone believes in you, I'm going to double that. And so he did. And oh. so at one point I did have a fundraiser, I had a screening, um, a pre-screening for my trailer and uh, I had some believers there, mm -hmm. so I was very grateful. And honestly, some of them don't believe in me, but they just feel sorry for me, probably. <laughs> but <laughs> nevertheless, I made somebody. <laughs> what What are the biggest takeaways that somebody will get from watching Beyond Vanity? I think the one of the biggest takeaways is that you know hairdressers are powerful. We do some really amazing things, and that you know we are beautiful inside and out. And this is what I see in people. Like you know, all of that is the outside. And first thing I do is I go right into the heart. I go right into the soul and just kind of like align who you are from the outside in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, what I'm uh, what I'm hearing here, and I don't know about you, Joe, but this is a really inspiring to me. It is absolutely very. You know, because a lot of people think about taking risk but you're actually doing it you know and um, a lot of our listeners and stuff are people starting out maybe mm -hmm. people that are th contemplating doing a movie and 
you know, the message I'm getting from you is there is no guarantees, but yet if you feel like you're supposed to be doing it, then you got to do it yeah. in this life, right? And I mean, not to be all, you know. Well, you follow the journey. You follow your yeah, passions. Yeah. I mean, that's the key. And uh, I love it when I meet people that do that. You, Mona, you, you still cut hair. Or I is do. You, I, is that, is that sounds kind of crude, you cut hair. You're a stylist. I am the conscious hairdresser. The conscious hair. Is that how do people find you? Yeah. TheConsciousHairdresser.com. TheConsciousHairdresser.com. And uh, the film is called Beyond Vanity. Um, is the screening open to the public? or Is it is not open. It's a private screening because okay. I don't want to yeah. lose my premiere status yet. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm going to save it for a film festival. Maybe the Vancouver Asian one. <laughs> so, uh, come on, Vancouver Asian Film Festival. You want to get this thing in there, Beyond Vanity. Um, and how can people find out more about Beyond Vanity? Is there a website for it? We do have Beyond Vanity film, um, Instagram and Facebook. The Conscious Hairdresser, Instagram and Facebook well. That's mm -hmm. an inspiring uh, piece of work. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's called Beyond Vanity. Do you have a trailer or anything that we can access? Yes. Yeah. Why don't we, well, let's put that on our social media channels sure. and put out a trailer because yeah. I think everybody would be interested in seeing that. Yeah, that is, a, that is a really cool story. Glad that you survived COVID. Sorry that you lost some of your hair, but uh, this is a very inspiring piece of work and I'm looking forward to it. It's called Beyond Vanity. And our mm -hmm. guest is Mona Leung, the documentary producer. Congratulations on your success yep. thus far. Thank you. Come on, I Vancouver Asian Film Festival. Let's get this I in there. I have one more thing to share because you asked sure. me a question. I just yep. want to finish answering yep. for yep. like the new for the new viewers or the new filmmakers. You know, um, sometimes you just gotta just really listen to what it is that your passions are. And when my distributors said yes, that was like my gold to my ears and I, I honestly cried mm -hmm. and so I just want to thank Film Option you know from from Montreal I want to thank Lightning from Hong Kong and I want to thank and now Global from here Vancouver for supporting me and believing in me and of course my mentor Lynn Booth and you also want to thank the God of Gamblers who uh yes I'm gonna <laughs> Google Elton that right I, I love you when I get thank all you. set <laughs> Mona Leung ladies and gentlemen from the Shark Club in downtown Vancouver thank you for joining thank us thank you cheers